1: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app.
2: Do you know what the Community Benefits Agreement is? I know you've heard the ads. It's hard to miss. The government's spending lots of money, lots of tax dollars on telling you what a great idea the Community Benefits Agreement is. Talks about hiring more apprentices, women... Uh, I'm not sure if they still talk about hiring Indigenous people, because that would certainly uh, beg comments about the lack of hiring of Indigenous people when it comes to the Kinder Morgan pipeline expansion, because, of course, their opposition to it, which is in direct contrast to uh, Project Reconciliation, which are a huge number of uh, First Nations groups in BC, Alberta and Saskatchewan. So I'll leave that to the side. Uh, talking about hiring local union, uh, local uh, workforce workers, union based. And I'm just saying, I'm not sure what the alternative to that was. I'm pretty surprised if they're building major infrastructure projects, they won't be hiring workers. But do you know what it is? Because it's going to cost you a lot of money, cost you a lot of extra money. Joining me on the line to discuss this. I'm pleased to have, uh, you know, first of all, it's a a big subject, but Chris Gardner, President, Independent Contractors and Business Association, joins me on the line now. Chris, appreciate you taking your time. Give us your take. uh, What is the Community Benefits Agreement?
0: Well, good afternoon, Michael. Uh, thank you for having me on the show today. And as you pointed out, the, this is one of the most offensive policies that has come out of any provincial government uh, in this province for decades. And if you think of the construction workforce in British Columbia, there's 250,000 men and women who got up and went to a job site today. About 15% of them are represented by the building trades unions. And the other 85% are either non-union or represented by other unions. What the government has said is that they're going to direct all of the major infrastructure project work to the 15% of the workforce that is represented by the building trade. So right off the bat, that's discriminatory. It's unfair. Second, um, the, if a company, then the government will say, oh, any company can bid this." Uh, can bid the work. Well, that's true. Any company can bid. But if they win, two things happen. If they win the work, first, their employees have to become employees of a crown corporation. So they leave the employment of the company that bid and won the the project, and they now join a newly formed crown corporation. So they effectively become government employees. The second thing they have to do is is workers then have to join a building trade union, one of the 19 building trade unions that's covered by the agreement. So the company has lost control of its workers, uh, second, those workers will now be dispatched from a union hiring hall. And so the company may not actually get um, the, the, their former employees back uh, to, the, uh, to the work site to work under their, uh, under their management and supervision. They may actually be people that never met or seen before that have no idea about the history of culture of the uh, company. Um, so what's the result of all that? Workers are going to lose out, lose opportunities. Costs are going to go up. It's more complex. Uh, to manage and administer. And fewer companies are going to bid these projects because they don't want to deal with all of the bureaucracy, the red tape, and, and the potential of losing workers uh, to union hiring halls.
2: Well, I find it amazing that, uh, as you said, you have 250,000 people joining, you know, b- b- going on a construction job today. But the point being that these are tax paying British Columbians, and we're saying, no, you can't bid on this, or you can't really participate, or the, uh, or the ramifications of that participation are so extensive that they won't. So less competition in any area begs higher costs. And, uh, you yeah, know, And that, that's, a, that's a good
0: point because our position is very, is very simple and very clear. The, the government should have an open and transparent tendering process. And every construction company in this province should have right to bid that work. And if they've got the best bid, the best price, and they have the experience and expertise to do the work, they should be, they should be given the contract and, and do the work. And the, the, other, the other challenge to this, the government will say, well, you know, the building, we're going we're gonna to train more people, whether it's women, Indigenous, or young people. And, um, and unions train more people. And unions are more concerned about safety and they sponsor more apprenticeships. Well, well, nothing could be further from the truth. And, you know, the government's uh, own agency that tracks apprentices and where they're registered shows that the building trades represent 15% of the workers and they train 15% of the workers. Uh, but in sub trades like welders, 96% of welders in this province are trained and sponsored as apprentices by non-building trades companies. So the narrative doesn't hold together.
2: Well, there's much of it uh, there. I, you know, I, I'll just quote Andrew Weaver, though, of course, because he's a partner in government, coalition government. Uh, he has expressed his concerns about this, and he says, to say it must be union, it strikes a paying back political favors and is very troubling. So let's, that's, that's the coalition partner in the government on this, because one of the aspects of this that uh, people should just be aware of, is it worth it to you to spend, say, $100 million more plus at the Petula Bridge, for example, and the reconstruction there. Could that money be better spent elsewhere? Because you can build a few school, schools with $100 million. And that's just one project we're talking about. And now there are other examples. But uh, you know what I found another astounding aspect was the government is going to pay fees into this union-managed funds uh, to promote skill replacement, health, safety rehabilitation, that kind of stuff. But the governments and meaning the taxpayers are going to cover administration costs of the allied council of unions itself. I mean, there's just a lot of that. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars are going to be paid directly. That's on top of the dues. And again, what is the public getting for it?
0: Yeah. And and that's the thing it is going to be, there are, the government has admitted that the Patella bridge will be at least a hundred million dollars over budget because of, of the community benefit agreement framework. We know that when they issued, um, Uh, They tendered a contract for paving uh, four kilometres of road from Kamloops toward the Alberta border. And usually you'd have a dozen companies uh, bidding that project. They only had four. And the budget for that project a few years ago was um, $35 million. And the low bid when they tendered it under the Community Benefit Agreement framework was $52 million. Um, So that's just a small example of the cost escalation that you're going to see as a result of reduced competition. And the bureaucracy and the administration that companies are now going to have to price into these bids uh, because they're setting up a new crown corporation, all the workers are going to to become employees of this crown corporation. Uh, It is crazy.
2: Well, and again, the taxpayer has to stand back. Uh, Is this one of your priorities for spending an extra $100 million on a bridge project, or as you just alluded to, you know, on a highway uh, construction project, you know, costs going up dramatically in the millions of dollars, and people have to stand back and say, okay, am I getting my money's worth for that extra? You know, I I want to say up front, I've got a lot of other issues that are more important to me uh, as a taxpayer than paying that. Uh, You know, top of mind for me is providing adequate health care for people with intellectual disabilities which we do not at this point. Now that's just my hobby horse. I get that completely. No one else has to agree with that. But as I say, I look at what I'm going to pay another hundred million plus that didn't need to be spent. Uh, you know, I'll let Andrew Weaver's words again, express, you know, it smacks of political payback. And, uh, you know that makes me. Well, that, they, I don't uh, support that. I want to be upfront about that. I wouldn't support it well, any government anywhere because I think competition is good for the public. If you're looking at the public interest, the more competition you get, uh, the better it's going to be. And obviously, so the government disagrees. By the way,
0: well, you're exactly right. And when they when they uh, uh, they negotiated this agreement, uh, the, the community benefits agreement framework behind closed doors, uh, nobody really knew it was being negotiated. And then the premier went to. Uh, you know, went to BCIT and, and made the announcement. And uh, that was the first time anyone had really understood the ramifications that would have been negotiated. So the government didn't go to the construction sector and say, listen, how can we deliver projects more efficiently, more effectively for British?
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1-per-month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
0: How can we train more women and get more young people to consider a career in the trades? Um, He just sat behind closed doors and negotiated a deal with 19 building trades and shut everyone else out.
2: Uh, as I say, the community benefits agreement. A lot of people aren't up to date on exactly what it is and the ramifications for it. Uh, Chris Gardner's on the line with me, President of the Inter independent contractors and business associations and I want to say up front I don't support when government and it could be uh, any government every government that's been in power has done favors for supporters my gosh you should see what the Ontario Liberals did in the green power file it was astounding right now we have the federal government uh, giving money to the Bombardier yet again what another loan isn't that fabulous it doesn't matter all of them use advertising dollars from the taxpayer to push their Point of view. I'm just saying in this case, it's another one for me. $100 million extra for a single project? No, I've got better use for that money. Whether it keeps it in my own pocket, by the way, but if they're going to do something, I've got a lot of other things I'd rather see with that. Let me go to the phone lines right now. John, go ahead.
1: Yes, sir. I'd like to say congratulations to you for bringing some common sense and bringing the practicalities down of this government that we have. And I wish. You're a refreshing breath of air next to Keith Baldry to get bring out the facts about these guys and what they're doing. And I really appreciate it. As far as I'm concerned, this agreement that they have is totally useless. I wish that CKNW would put you on the air more often to give us a real good perspective on things. Well, I've always re, always respected the fact of listening to you, sir. Well, okay, thank you for your call, I John.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you for your call. Uh, I think it is straightforward, uh, Chris. Chris Gardner of the Independent Contractors, as we talked about at the outset, is the public better served when there's competition, or when you create sort of a semi-monopoly situation? It doesn't matter what area we're talking about, and, and you know, there's no shortage of evidence. It's conclusive. That that when we have competitive bidding, just like when you have lots of choices to go to the grocery store, lots of choices. I mean, look at ICBC. I got no choice, basically. And look what's happened there. But, I mean, we've spent years proving that monopolies and, and sort of semi-monopolistic attitudes, lack of competition is not good for the public. And uh, in this case, uh, it's going to cost the public hundreds of millions of dollars over the course of several infrastructure projects. I'm just simply saying I got, I got better uses for my money.
0: Yeah, well, no, you're exactly right. And there's there's an element of of openness and transparency that is being cast aside by the government that always delivers the best value for taxpayers. And there's an element of fairness uh, that is that they've also cast aside. You're a you're, you you a, a construction company. You work for a construction company that's not affiliated with the building trades. You should have the right to bid uh, any publicly tendered project. And if you've got the best bid and you've got the expertise and the experience to uh, to build the project, and you should you should win the work. Uh, but that's not good enough for, uh, for this
2: government. Let's go back to the phone lines. Ross, go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, as a union employee myself, I do not mind uh, if the government goes and makes those projects union only because those people turn around and spend the money in mm-hmm. their communities. The, you know, so, you know, I listen to your sh- weekend shows, and the, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy there as well. All that money, I spend my money uh, back in the community. I go to restaurants. I go to the automotive repair shops. So much so, I spend every single dime in there. So what? what is the difference whether uh, the, the government is uh, paying less for privatized workers or more for unionized workers? That money all comes back here. It, what, what I really hate is when, like, BC ferries or they send their ships, uh, their their uh, contracts overseas, why we can be building them here. All that money comes back here, especially in taxes, and all those people spend money here.
2: Okay, thanks, Ross. I appreciate your call, but I mean let 's be clear that any worker is going to spend their money here they're local workers it doesn 't matter if they 're in Fort St John. I think you're, so let 's be clear they would spend the money here. Then your point is that union workers are paid more. Uh, for their work. And that means more but goes back in the community. But you have to remember where did that money come? It did, didn't appear out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your point of view, but I'm just uh, informing you that the money doesn't come out of nowhere. If the government's spending hundred extra $100 million, do you think it disappears if they didn't spend it there? They could spend it on a priority that I have. For example, giving health care at the same level that you and I enjoy to people with intellectual disabilities. That would go to a practitioner, a health practitioner. It's not that the money would disappear. No, it would just be spent or used by other people so again i'm not and certainly i'm not critical of union workers excellent work i'm saying we're opening up to to everybody on that uh let me just try one more well i'm not sure if i have time let me go one more quick call oh i guess we don't have time for that Uh, chris uh, uh, again this isn't about saying uh union non-union workers other than the government saying that we're saying that open it up to uh, all workers all workers are worthy
0: Yeah, the other point the caller made is about union workers getting paid more. Well, right now the construction sector in British Columbia for the last four or five years has been as busy as it has ever been and there's no difference between what workers pay who are unionized or non-unionized because there's a shortage of workers and and workers know that. So if they're they're going to be underpaid they're going to walk down the street and and, and get a job at a company that will pay more. Uh, So there's actually no difference. Some of the union rates might be higher, but a lot of the those dollars don't see them their way to the pockets, the bank accounts of the workers. They end up in dues and fees that are paid to uh, to the unions.
2: Well, it's an interesting subject. I'm glad we have a chance to talk about it. And there are different points of view. But uh, one of the things that I would like people's views on any subject, any issue, to be fully informed. And I don't think they are on the community benefits agreement. And so uh, I appreciate you taking the time to help uh, illuminate your point of view, Chris. uh, President of Independent Contractors and Business Association, Uh, thanks for taking the time.
0: Thank you very much. Appreciate it.